Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 34 of Rookie Mistakes, Monday, February 4th, and the Super Bowl champions are the New England Patriots. That's number six. So happy they won. Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, sixth Super Bowl. Wow, what a dude. What a man. Tom, love him. What I want to say really fast about the Super Bowl before I get into the episode, what I should say, just Tom Brady in general because he is my favorite athlete of all time. And why he is my favorite athlete is because he is the best example, I think, in the history of sports, maybe in modern-day history of anything. He's a great example of what is possible if you just believe in yourself and you really put emphasis on preparation and being able to perform under pressure. If anyone doesn't know Tom Brady's story really fast, drafted 199th overall, sixth quarterback, sixth quarterback in that draft to be drafted, went to the University of Michigan, wasn't even the starting quarterback, ran a 5.28 40-yard dash at the combine, really slow. I think he has the slowest 40-yard dash of all the active QBs in the NFL. He by no means was a physical specimen. Average arm, wasn't very explosive, wasn't fast, not strong, just a dude, just a guy, man, just an average guy. And What he's been able to accomplish in his career is absolutely amazing. I think if you need any motivation on this Monday, if you need a little pick-me-up, if you don't know Tom Brady's story, definitely check it out. I would recommend watching the Brady Six documentary on YouTube. It's free. And then I don't know if you're going to be able to get this documentary still, but he did a documentary last year, a little documentary series with Facebook it was called Tom vs. Time, and it was just following him in the preparation for the season, and then I think it followed a little bit of the season, and it was just a really good look into what it actually takes to perform and be at the level he is on, the amount of preparation, the way he takes care of his body, watching all the film that he does. It's really amazing, and I think it's definitely something that can help people apply these types of principles and his habits into their own everyday lives. It's really crazy to me just how motivated he still is. He's won six Super Bowls now, but he still prepares the same he did when he was at the beginning of his career. He still is motivated. He still is hungry to win. He wants to win championships, be the best. What I should mention as well, the dude's 41 years old and he is now the oldest quarterback in the history of the NFL to have won a Super Bowl. So Still going at it, wants to play, I think, until he's 45, and he's defying the odds, man, because people have been saying, you know, when's he gonna, when's he gonna start to decline? He can't do this. No quarterback's ever been that old and been able to perform at the level he is still on. He's still performing at his career averages. This season was right out all the career average numbers. He definitely hasn't dropped off or anything like that. So he really is just an anomaly. And I think there's a ton of stuff that can be learned from him. I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't the biggest Tom Brady fans. They aren't the biggest Patriot fans. Everyone's just jealous of all the success they've had. That's what comes along with success, as we know. But there's a lot to be learned from him. So definitely check him out if you aren't aware of his story. On today's episode, I wanted to be getting into all of the mistakes I made with social media along the way. I think if you're looking to start becoming an influencer, I hate that word, social media influencer. That's such a stupid 
word or title for a person. I, I like content creator better. Even that I feel is a little weird. But if you're trying to do anything on the internet, whether it's YouTube, if you're trying to stream on Twitch, if you're trying to just be an Instagram star, if you are wanting to get into podcasting, blogging, whatever it is on the internet, this I think will give a lot of great insight so that you do not make the same mistakes that I made. And I also did an episode already a little bit on social media at the very beginning of this whole podcast. I think it was in the very, very beginnings. What episode was it as I scroll through really quick? It was the fifth episode of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, that one's talking about the frustrations really with Instagram that I have faced at the time. It's called to gain 25 to lose 34. So check that out. But this episode getting into it, I think what my overall simple plan, my very naive plan was before this whole journey of traveling, my idea was that I would just gain a huge Instagram following and I would be able to funnel those Instagram followers into all the other things I would be doing. So I thought all I need to do is get a big following and then I could link to my podcast or my website the videos I make, and then that would put eyeballs on those things. And then they would just go watch my YouTube or they would go listen to my podcast. And boy, I was wrong about that approach. I thought that I could just start an Instagram account traveling. And because I was traveling and going to all these different interesting places, people would be really interested and I'd be able to gain followers from that. And then I'd have this following and then I could use that. But I was pretty wrong about that being as easy as I thought it would be. I thought, I didn't think it would be easy by any means to get a huge following on Instagram, but I did think I'd be a lot further along than I am now. Just kind of going quickly over the whole Instagram journey, we'll say. I did Instagram for four months in Europe and then went home for two weeks. Didn't really post at all because I was kind of burnt out on Instagram and then went to Asia from that point started posting again. Then when I got to Bangkok, I stopped posting and then went to Tokyo, still wasn't posting. And then halfway through the Tokyo trip, I started posting again. And now being back home for, you know, a little over a month, I haven't been posting on Instagram again. I think it's been a month and a half now that I haven't posted on Instagram. I really need to get back into it. But the reason why I've flip-flopped back and forth, I've, you know, had the motivation to post and then I've kind of lost the motivation. I think For me, there's a few factors why I think in general, I just have never really liked social media. And that's something that being someone that's more private and I don't really like to put myself out there, be the center of attention. It's a lot harder to do for me because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel kind of weird posting. (laughs) I just feel weird posting. So that's a factor. And then one of the bigger factors, which I talked about in that fifth episode of this podcast was... Throughout my whole Instagram experience, I feel like I've put a lot of time and effort into trying to build a following. And a lot of the time, it just, you just see negative growth with what you're doing. So I started the Instagram account completely from scratch. I was able to get it to, I think, a thousand followers pretty quickly. And then from the thousand follower point, for whatever reason, it just became a lot harder to continue to grow. I don't know why, but my days would look like, you know, going out and finding photos to take, taking those photos, and then I'd have to, you know, spend time editing the photos, choosing the right photo, and then thinking of the hashtags and the caption with the photo. 
posting it on Instagram, spending a couple hours here and there, just engaging on Instagram, trying to get more people to follow me or to like look at my actual Instagram page. And what I was finding a lot of the time was as I was doing this, I was putting so much effort in, right? So much thought and energy. And it's like, I'd gain some followers, right? And then I'd wake up the next morning and I'd be down like 30 followers. It was just really discouraging to me because I felt like I was putting in all this effort and it just really wasn't working out. And I I just really didn't know why it wasn't working. There was a lot of frustration with that. Looking back on it now and just kind of like learning as I've gone along, I think there are some things to take into consideration when growing an Instagram account. Some of the pitfalls that I've made specifically with Instagram. I think the biggest mistake that I made with Instagram was trying to create a travel Instagram account. Originally, I think I got caught up in the idea of just being a travel Instagrammer. I'd see all these different travel Instagram accounts, you know, as I was traveling, as I'd explore Instagram, and you would just see these amazing photos of these people in these places. And it was really testament to just the travel lifestyle. And that's, I think, what people were getting out of following these accounts. And I just fell into trying to become that, I think. And so I always put a lot of pressure on myself to be a travel Instagram account or like post travel photos. And I always put so much thought into doing that, even though I don't think that's not really what I was wanting to do. One of the things you'll hear a lot with anything you're going to do on social media or with content is that you want to create a very specific identity the more specific, the more of a niche you can create for yourself or find, the easier it's going to be to grow a loyal audience. And that's something I really struggled with because I feel like I've always tried to wear these different hats or I've gotten caught up in the idea of being something that I don't really want to do because my overall goal with with social media, with content creation, with all of it is is the podcast. That's really if I could, you know, choose one thing, like you could be successful at YouTube, you could be successful on your Instagram, or you could be successful at podcasting. I would choose being successful at podcasting because it really allows me to live the lifestyle I want to live. And it allows me to explore all the different things I want to explore. I'm curious about a lot of different things. And podcasting allows me to do that, to have a podcast where I could just talk to people that are, you know, experts or in these fields, all these different things, whether it's working out, you know, self-improvement, sports, comedy, traveling, food, whatever it could be. I like the idea of being able to just do all of that. And I would like to create an audience that's more into like self-improvement and just learning, right? That's really, if I could, you know, pinpoint what I want to do, that would be what it is. And I've really struggled with figuring out how to actually create that because one of the things with being a niche as well or focusing on one thing is that I think it's a lot easier or it's a lot faster probably to grow a following than it would be to be more general. That's going to take a lot longer. And so with my Instagram, with posting all these travel photos and then kind of transitioning as well into posting food and having this food and travel Instagram account, I feel like that doesn't really go along with what I'm actually trying to achieve. And I don't want to get just put into this, you know, this travel and food category. I would like my Instagram to be more general. And what I've realized as well is with Instagram, a lot of people, 
I'd really separate it into, we'll just call it two categories, right? There's the Instagram accounts that you follow because they've created this account centered around the specific thing. So maybe you follow a travel account because of the travel things they post, or you follow a food Instagram account and this person's eating all these different foods and going to all these different places, eating at restaurants, right? Or maybe you follow a fitness account because this person posts all these different fitness things, right? So there's accounts like that. And then there's accounts where it's like you just follow the person because you're interested in the person. And that is more of the the celebrities, the athletes, their Instagram accounts. If you look at them, it's not geared towards just one thing. It's more just them posting things in their life, them, you know, doing different things. Maybe they're at a charity event, they're eating at a place, they went skydiving, they, you know, took up doing martial arts, whatever it may be. It's just really their life and them posting about it. It's super general. There's nothing really specific about it. And what I've realized is that I want an Instagram account more like that. But the problem with that is I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a professional athlete. So the question then becomes, well, how then do you really get people to get invested in you as a person rather than just whatever you're posting and that's what I've realized is what I've been doing this whole time is like I'm just trying to get people invested in what I'm posting rather than me as a person and I think instead of focusing on just Instagram and trying to build an audience that way to funnel into everything else I'm doing it needs to be the reverse to where I'm doing maybe a blog or with my podcast and with my YouTube whatever I'm doing on that that needs to be basically a way to get people interested into me as a person and they'll follow my Instagram from there. So it's like the approach needs to be the exact opposite of what I was doing. And I think that will make things a lot slower than I originally intended. But I also think that will create a more loyal following. And I think people will be more engaged with you as a person if they're invested in you rather than just invested in whatever it is you're doing or posting. So that's something I haven't really figured out yet. One of the other mistakes I made with my Instagram is that if you have a business account, okay, that's not something you actually wanna do. I've talked about this a little before, but on Instagram, you can have a personal account or a business account. And what the business account does for you is it allows you access to actual demographics of the people following you, as well as analytics on how well your posts do or how much engagement they're getting. There's all these different metrics that you can look at that will help you grow your Instagram. But what I recently had learned was apparently if you switch to a business Instagram account, it may or may not make it harder for you to get your posts seen by the people following you because Instagram basically treats you as a business account. They think, hey, you're a business, you probably wanna be paying or you should be paying at least for promotions. So that's a way for people to see your account. So then they make a personal account, they make it more, I think, of a priority to be seen in people's feeds than a business account because they're just thinking anyways, like that business account's gonna be seen. It makes sense, but it's really unfortunate. So if you make your account a business account, which I have done, you may see less engagement. I know I've read tons of people's examples of them doing this and some people see less engagement. Some people say their engagement didn't change. Some people say their engagement went back to normal after they switched back to a personal account. And some people say they were basically screwed once they changed 
to a business account and even changing back to the personal account, it didn't help them. They still had low engagement. So I have done that and I don't know if that kind of screwed me over. That's definitely something to keep in mind with Instagram. If you do decide or you're trying to decide between an Instagram account, that's a business profile or if you're just gonna leave it as a personal profile. Another thing that I learned with the metrics from the business profile and I got lucky at least because I got to see this so it would break down the demographics of like the ages of people that follow me male female and then where they're from I think another mistake I made with traveling is that my audience is so spread out that I feel like that's really bad I used to think being general right and appealing to a lot of different audiences was a good thing and I think it is good once again it's good down the line but when you're first starting out you want to be as specific as possible and so to go over my like demographic information basically my audience was split 52 48 male female and then my like the people that followed me where they were from i think 24 percent of my audience was from the us and then the rest of my audience which is what is that 76% was from all these different countries. So it wasn't like they were from the same place. They were from all over the place. And so if you just take, let's say a thousand Instagram followers, we'll just use that as the example. Think of that. You have 76% of your audience from all these different countries. So that means like their interests, their tastes, the languages they speak, all of those different things. So I think that makes it really hard when you have an audience like that. As far as the ages go, I think 18 to 34 was the range most of my audience was from the 25 to 34 age bracket which is fine because you know I'm 26 so that like makes sense as a really easy example think of having a very spread out audience like I have and then think of having a more specific audience so let's say you could have a thousand Instagram followers okay and we'll say you're 50% female and 50% male okay your audience and then you have a 500 person instagram account and your audience is 90 percent male and 10 percent female okay so that basically means you have 500 men in the a thousand instagram account you have 500 men following you and then with the 500 person instagram account you have 475 men following you so even if you have 500 less followers with the 500 person Instagram account, you still have only 25 less men actually following you. So let's say if you wanna do an advertisement or a promotion, it's not gonna happen when you have that few followers, right? But as a like really easy example, if a men's shaving line wants to do a promotion with you, you're basically better off having that 500 person Instagram account because you still have access to the 475 people, right? Whereas you would think just because you have 500 more followers with the 1000 person Instagram account, you would think that would be more valuable to the person that wants to promote with you. But that's not necessarily true because it's going to matter on your demographics. So I think it's really important to try and build an audience around like, you know, a specific niche, whether that's male, female ages or from a certain country. My podcast, that's really killed me, I think, because... I would imagine podcasting in general is just more popular with the U.S. audiences. And what I've noticed as well is my podcast is mostly listened to by people using iOS. So that means they have iPhones and iPhones are very popular in the U.S., okay? Whereas iPhones are not popular throughout the rest of the world. Apple has 
I want to say like 80% of the market share in the US when it comes to smartphones. And then if you look though at the overall world, it drops down to like below 10%. So that right there shows you if I'm promoting my podcast on my Instagram stories, which I do every week, only 24% of my audience of the people that I have following me are from the US. And so what that's telling me is that the people in the US are listening to my podcast, right? Which makes sense because like the people I know, the people I'm friends with, my family, they're from the US. And so that makes sense to a degree, but then that might change my approach with how I actually advertise my podcast. So in the bio of my Instagram account, I have the link to my podcast using just Anchor as the URL. So that allows you access to the link to Anchor, which then you can choose the podcasting app you want to use to actually listen to the podcast. And so if I had a bigger audience from the U.S., if it was more, let's say like 70% from the US, then I could, instead of having the anchor link, I could just link to the iTunes store with my podcast. And is that going to really matter? Maybe not. But what I'm thinking is the least amount of clicks and the least amount of effort is something you really want to focus on with anything you do on the internet, because people have so much content they can interact with. And people I think are really like finicky with things and so if something's really difficult they're not going to want to do it and so let's say just the difference of clicking onto the anchor app and then finding your podcasting app you want to listen to and then going to that app and then downloading my podcast as opposed to just clicking the ios ios link and then being able to listen to my podcast through the you know the iphone podcast app that's a lot easier of a process than it is to do it through anchor and then also when people see Anchor, when they're looking at my bio, they're very unlikely to know what that actually is. So maybe they're less likely to click it. Whereas if they're seeing iTunes, they're more likely to click that, I think. And so that's just a really easy example of how I think your audience can affect the way you approach whatever it is you're doing. I mean, honestly, I feel like I kind of screwed myself with with posting about travel and using these travel travel hashtags because when you're trying to get an audience and then you have this this really general like all over the place audience, that's really not that great for me. And I don't know how how I could specifically target just the U.S. people to try and go and grow an account that way. It seems to me with with travel in general, like the hashtags, the people that are generally looking at travel hashtags and are seeing my posts are probably from outside the US. So that was most likely a mistake in the way I was trying to approach the Instagram account. As far as growing your Instagram account really quick, I've mentioned this before, but there's really a few ways to do it. And what that basically is, is you just engage on Instagram. So you like and comment on people's posts. And the idea is they're more likely than to look at your posts or look at your profile. And then maybe they follow you or like some of your posts as well. That's a method. Instagram pods are a method to where you join. It's called the pod and it's all these different people that have similar accounts to you. And basically what you do is you engage and like each other's posts and you help each other out. What you would do is you'd post something on Instagram. You'd let the people know in the pod like, hey, I posted this photo and it's up now. And then what they would do is they go and like it and maybe comment it on. The whole idea is the more engagement a post gets on Instagram initially, the more likely then that post is going to be shown to other people or it's going to be shown in the hashtag section of Instagram where it's going to stay 
at the very top so other people will see it. It's really hard these days to grow an Instagram account because the algorithm's different. It was a lot easier before they changed the algorithm to gain Instagram followers. And now it's a lot harder because not even Instagram followers, but just engagement in general, it's a lot harder for you to get engagement on your posts because basically Instagram's trying to show you instead of chronological order of posts, what it does now is it shows you posts from people that they think you're most likely to be interested in or the posts you most likely are to engage with. So what it does is it looks at you as the person using the account and it sees the kinds of photos you like and it sees whose photos you're actually liking that you're following. And then because of that, it's going to show you those people's posts at the top even if they're older and then it's going to also show you older posts that they think you might like from people you're following so that makes it a lot harder to get engagement because obviously if you're you know posting at a specific time you're just going to be at the top of people's feeds across the board with all the people that are following you right but now what's happening is because of this algorithm a lot of your following might not ever even see your post because the algorithm might not feel like it's something they're going to want to see even if they are following you. So that makes it a lot harder to get engagement now. That's another thing people struggle with, which is why Instagram pods are a really good idea to use to get engagement and then for your post to be seen by more people. That's a method to increasing your followers. Another way for you to increase your Instagram following is with cultivation accounts, which basically is a term I like to use, a cultivation account. What I mean by that is it's all these different Instagram accounts that take posts from other people and just highlight them. And it usually follows along a certain type of account. So there's a lot of travel cultivation accounts where they'll just take different travel photos from people that are really amazing and they'll just post them and then they'll give them credit. What that basically does is if you're able to get featured on one of these bigger accounts, you'll generally get followers from that. And then think if you blogged and wrote a post, an article on like a really big website, you could get followers from that. If you, you know, made a YouTube video on someone's account, or if you did a collaboration with someone else, these are other ways for people to see your Instagram account. Basically, what you want to do overall, I say, is like the general rule of thumb is that you just want to try and get as many eyeballs as possible on whatever it is you're doing. And that could be any method under the sun. That's really the overall goal because what I've learned really is that even if you have a lot of followers, it doesn't really matter because once again, a lot of people aren't going to see your post. And so the more eyeballs you can get on them, the better. As far as the average of like engagement on posts, whether that's likes, averages you get 3% likes of the amount of following you have. So if you have a thousand followers and you get 30 likes, I don't know what the cutoff is for that. I don't know if that's, if you get 30 likes in a day, if you get 30 likes in the first hour of your post, I don't really know how that works. No one seems to talk about that. But what a lot of people say is if you can get 3% engagement on your posts, that is average. 5% is good. 10% is amazing. That's like the gold standard of what you want to try to get to if you can get 10% of people. So if you can get 100 likes on a post, if you have a 1000 Instagram followers, that's really good just because of the sheer amount of people that aren't going to see it anyways. I've even seen Instagram accounts that get like 20 to 30%. And I've really been trying to figure out why they're so popular, why that's the case. It's not like they're posting anything necessarily special. And what I can really 
only come up with back to what I was talking about earlier is that people are just so invested in them as a person and like they like them that they're really willing to engage with like anything that they're posting. For example, there's this streamer, her name's Pokimane, and she streams video games on Twitch, okay? And she has 3 million Instagram followers, and she is a person that I'm really curious about because her engagement on her posts is as high as 30% sometimes, and I've never seen engagement from any other person that high. Take any celebrity you want, but I've never seen it that crazy before. And it's not like she's posting anything crazy. Most of her posts, a lot of them, it's just like her in front of the mirror taking a photo of herself, which is interesting because it totally has nothing to do with her as a, you know, a streamer of video games or anything like that. And she has transitioned more into doing YouTube. She also has done a lot of collaborations lately with other people that are on Twitch or as an example, Marshmallow, she did a collab with him. It's just interesting though to see the engagement she's getting on posts especially when it doesn't really seem like there's much value because in general a good rule of thumb is you want to be creating value in whatever you're doing whether you're running a business or you're trying to do something with content creation you're trying to create value in someone's life so whether that's entertaining them you know making them laugh informing them on something it needs to be doing something and so with her instagram i'm not hating or anything like that i'm just really interested in why i would love to know if someone knew the reason why that would be absolutely amazing to figure out for me this is what i like to do lately is i <laughs> i look at people on all these different platforms and i see the kind of numbers i'm really really interested and i'm very much aware of the kind of numbers they're getting in relation to their audience and it makes me curious as to why they are getting the engagement or why they aren't getting the engagement that they are getting. So most of my mistakes overall have just been, I think, more of mindset type mistakes. I think a great way to approach Instagram and anything you're doing with content is instead of really focusing on the numbers, you know, the amount of followers you have, the amount of likes you're getting, the comments you're getting, it's really easy to get caught up in that kind of stuff, even if you're just starting out. And I think a better way to approach it is instead of worrying about that, focus more on trying to build a community and trying to create relationships with people. So Let's say maybe you get someone who follows you and they message you and they like really love your stuff and you start talking to them. That should really make you feel good, I think. And instead of, let's say, getting 100,000, not 100,000, that's too many. Whoa, settle down, Connor. But let's say you could get 100 followers or you could get a few interactions with people that started following you in a day. I think it's better to focus more on those three interactions, we'll say, that you got with people that really love your content instead of just 100 random followers. And then maybe let's say the next day you lose 25 followers. So maybe that's 25 out of the 100. Who knows? On Instagram, people are constantly following you that aren't real. There's so many different websites out there and services that allow you to get fake followers. Or nowadays, you can have an Instagram account and you can use this program where it will follow 30 accounts and then after three days it will unfollow them. And so a lot of people, that's what they're doing because it goes back to the idea of follow for follow. So I follow you and that makes you more likely to follow me. 
So there's all these programs that will follow these accounts and then they'll unfollow you and it's just a rinse and repeat type thing. So a lot of the followers you're going to be getting are just going to be those type of accounts where it's going to unfollow you. And then like a lot of the followers too you're going to be getting aren't real people. There's just a lot of things, the wild, wild west of Instagram. There's a lot of things that are going to, I think you can get caught up in that are going to make you worry about, you know, the engagement you're getting or how many followers you're getting. But I think it's really important to put it into perspective of what's actually happening. So if I'm getting bummed out that I'm losing 30 followers in a day, well, now I know most of the accounts that are following me are those types of accounts where they're going to follow and then unfollow. There's a lot of that. So Instead of focusing on that, it's better to focus on one, creating lasting relationships or engaging with people that actually like your content. But also, it's really important then on trying to figure out how you can attract accounts that are actual people that are following you because they're interested in what you're doing, not because they're just trying to get a follow out of you. So there's all these different mindset shifts to take. I also think you don't want to tie your value as a person into how many followers you're getting. I think that's something I haven't been terrible about, but I've definitely felt like that before where I don't know if other people feel this way, but sometimes I felt like I kind of like, it's kind of like I'm a loser. Maybe people are going to think I'm, you know, antisocial or I have no friends because I have like 200 Instagram followers. None of that really matters. And there's just so much emphasis put on numbers where it really shouldn't be. There's a concept out there. It's called a thousand true fans. It's a model. The idea is you want a thousand people that will actually support you by buying a hundred dollars worth of whatever you're selling. So really what the idea is, is you just want a thousand people that are your ride or dies. So whatever it is you're doing, they're going to support you. And I think that's a better approach, which goes along with the idea of creating lasting relationships and trying to get people that actually really care about what you're doing, focusing more on that instead of the actual numbers you're getting. So to really be focusing on how many followers you have or how many likes you're getting, that's really not, I think, the goal. And I think a better approach to it, especially for me, would be, let's say you're focusing on getting to that 1,000 true fan number. So it's more focusing on the day-to-day interactions and engagement you're getting with people. It's trying to build relationships and getting people to support what you're doing rather than just getting these massive numbers. I mean, if you can get a thousand people to buy a hundred dollars worth of your stuff, you just made a hundred thousand dollars. So that's another great thing to think about is that it's not like you need so many people following you or supporting you. You'd be surprised at what you can do to make a living if that is your goal with, you know, a thousand people. So now that it's all said and done and I've had my 10 months experience of trying to do social media and all the content, I think the plan going forward and if I could do it all over again, I just would have started with this. So to have learned from all my mistakes, this is what I would do. I would focus more on creating a YouTube channel if that's what I wanted to do, if that's what you want to do, let's say, or a blog. I'd focus more on getting those things going and starting to create content through those avenues And then instead of focusing on the Instagram, I would focus on those things and you would slowly gain followers that way that would be more invested in you as a person because you know they're following you on Instagram because of what you're doing outside of it. These things, these platforms are more intimate. Like I said earlier, 
So they're going to get a better feel for who you are as a person. And they're also going to want to be more, they're going to be more invested in what you're doing. When it comes to Instagram, what I would be doing is really just trying to build relationships. What that can mean is liking and commenting once again on people's stuff. I think a good idea might be to actually make your, try and make yourself visible to the people you really admire and look up to on Instagram. So what's beautiful about Instagram is that you have access to all the people that you look up to. Let's just say I look up to this person that has 500,000 Instagram followers, okay? You might not think that person would ever talk to you, but by you just constantly liking their stuff and commenting on stuff, you'd even get some comments back. I think it's really cool when you comment on someone with a big following and then they reply to you. I get a little giddy. I get a little giddy feeling inside when that happens. That's happened a few times when I've tried it, but you might be able to eventually build a relationship with this person. Maybe then you follow each other and you start to talk and things like that. And maybe eventually you can collab with them or they can give you advice on what you're trying to do. So I think it's important, whatever you're trying to do with social media, with content creation, figure out some of the people that are in the same realm is the one you're trying to get into and then follow them on Instagram and start liking and commenting on their stuff, actually support them, try and build a relationship with them and go from there. I think it's more about trying to build connections. Think of networking, but networking through Instagram. So maybe if you're trying to build an Instagram account and get followers, maybe you send messages then to some of these cultivation accounts with travel and you say, hey, I have these photos, check out my Instagram account. If you ever need something to post, I'm your guy, here's a bunch of photos, so on and so forth, right? You just throw stuff out there and maybe nothing will ever come of it, but at least you're putting yourself out there in that way. I think that's more of the approach to take, more of like the networking and really focusing on those relationships rather than just trying to mass gain followers. I think that's where I've gone wrong. And I think going forward now, that's something I wanna do. If you are trying to be a specific Instagram account, right? If you're trying to do fitness, if you're trying to do modeling, if you're trying to do travel, food, whatever it may be, then I think you have a lot easier path because you just, once again, you need to focus on constantly putting out that kind of content, engage with people, find some of the same people in your niche and then make connections that way. And then it's just about the consistency at that point because you know what you're gonna be posting. For me, it's a different situation because I wanna be more general. I still need to figure that out. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna start posting. Maybe I'll just start posting selfies in front of the mirror. That might be my thing. I'm just gonna post selfies in the mirror and be the be the man selfie guy because I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So that's just a little bit about some of the mistakes I've made and some of the things that I would change about my overall experience with social media so far. If you guys have any questions, please let me know. Hancock at gmail.com is my email. Hancock is my Instagram. Give me a follow. I dropped below a thousand Instagrams. You know, that's like a stab in the chest. I'm below a thousand. It's been, it's been so long since I've been below a thousand, but I will start posting again soon. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Please subscribe and review the podcast if you can. Thank you all for listening. See you guys next week.